Yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 33 of Red River Podcast. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, it doesn't matter, but for us, it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, we had on... Weeks. It's been... A, I Three don't know, weeks? I, it feels longer. It does. It it's been five weeks for me, so oh, yeah, uh, that's right. been probably about three for you guys. Oh, we had two movie stars on, yeah. you know, the, the, the two Damians. I don't know how that worked out, Damian 1 and Damian yeah, right. 2. So. Like, a, like an omen little. <laughs> well, one had an E, which I prefer the E. Like, if my name was going to be Damian, mm-hmm. I need the E, because I think that's, what Damian, that's how Damian Thorne spelled it. I'm going to agree with you. You know, I know Damien Maffei is probably both good, though. It's not like Brian with a Y. I can't stand that shit. (laughs) Yeah, when people like spell my name, like, is that with a Y? I get fucking mad. Fucking looking at Brian Maher right now. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And I'm thinking, (laughs) what? How do you just assume that? It's a fucking I. Um, All right. So it's been a minute. I'm sure we've all done a zillion things. And I can't remember a lot of those things. I could remember last week. And uh, let's kill that fucking noise in the back, that mm. thing. So um, I'm going to start off by saying The Misfits. The Misfits played, I, th- I never thought it would happen, you know? Like, I never, and I know, like, I, I, I cite the story that you told. I don't remember when it was, but um, when you were like, I have to pay extra now because Jerry only is going to be there. <laughs> And I, I was just like, God know, I damn. tried not to be like one of those, you know, those fucking guys that were out there like 130 bucks. That's not punk rock. Like, yeah. So many. Who gives a shit with that? I just, you know what it was growing up? Danzig, to me, he would have nothing to do with even being interviewed about the Misfits. Remember, he would try to throw Ricky Rackman in the fire, Absolutely. I think, or something. Like you couldn't even ask him anything. And... uh so when he agreed to do the, those initial shows with Doyle, like special guest Danzig and Doyle would come out. I, I want to say I Terminal was, 5. I was, no, I was at the first one. It was Spirit NYC. Yes. It was, uh, they only did, Blackest I believe, of the Black. Uh, Boston and they did, they did New York. And Doyle came out and it was fucking ridiculous. That and the 30th anniversary thing of Danzig at the Hammerstein, I believe. They did it a whole bunch of times. And so also- him reuniting with the music, to me, was all was like my- I was satisfied with that, I guess. And I just still hate Jerry only. I needed a full <laughs> set. I needed a fucking full set, man. I, and to to have it happen in New Jersey at Prudential in their home ta- their home state. Um I just needed it. And and the ticket prices were something I can get over because here is a band that what was their biggest show? Their last show in 1983. Like what could possibly have been <laughs> capacity like what you know like a couple hundred 250 or something yeah it's definitely got to be i mean for them completely surreal yeah you know, to think back like holy shit and com- how big this got <laughs> yeah so i wanted to be in in i just wanted to be in the party i didn't care mm-hmm. if i was at the front of the party the side of the party i just wanted to be in that venue to say to myself yeah. i waited you know from the time i heard walk among us when i was like 13 14 to like 2018 at the right. age of 40, I'm like, wow, okay, this is it. Here mm-hmm. we go. Death comes ripping for a song. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like it just That's what they open with? Yeah, that's what oh, they open shit. with. And it's just that's the, the whole crowd. I mean, the video footage I saw 
Somebody took some great footage. I saw and that. It sounded too. Yeah. great. Like it was probably a blast. Even Lombardo looked like he was fucking into it, which oh, was pretty yeah. cool. You know. Well, Lombardo yeah. was weird because I feel like he was almost like too fast or too good for the band. It's he's way too. I could agree with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was definitely it's probably like, like he's got to think to himself. I yeah. can't play. And that. he was definitely playing like a little <laughs> like a little Muppet setup, you know, because I was used to like the Seasons in the Abyss video where it was like you know thirty rack toms, right. and now he's got this little like three piece kit. Just give me a snare and a yeah. kick. He was, he was ready to fine. go, man. Yeah, he, one drumstick. Yeah. Just, <laughs> honestly, I pro- he probably could have done it with like yeah, like like the bucket that the black kid and in front of like the NYC would you know he just needed to, that one but he could have done it. it because he was just ahead of them because he was so goddamn fast mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, first of all, Doyle. Like, Doyle looks like he ate Doyle from 1983. Mm. That guy's a monster. But he got bigger. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know. How how is that even possible? (sighs) And, like, I can't imagine what... Like, he has a band, and he... I I, I don't know what the the record sounds like. It sounds like Graves era Misfits kind of songs. Like that. Okay. Like Misfits, but not the Misfits. And I like that makes sense. Yeah. I I just don't know how he's able to record anything when all he does is just punch his guitar. Like, how do you pick (laughs) that up? Like, it's an interesting technique. It's an (laughs) interesting. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's his thing. It's like Pete Townsend in the windmill. You know, uh just the thing he does. What does an engineer do with that? Like, can you stop fucking punching your guitar? (laughs) You think he does that in the studio? (laughs) He does the punch. I don't know. (laughs) You know. All right. So we. I. I just didn't give a shit. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm at the I bet party. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, we all got dressed up in like three piece suits, and we were <laughs> not. <nah>, we <didn't. laughs> but I wanted to go, and I I couldn't justify spending three hundred dollars for general admission. But like I said, I just wanted to be involved, and I knew that we were going to take a bus. Like the floor was three hundred bucks. The floor was three hundred. Ooh, wow! I didn't know that. I paid one fifty for for my seat. Yeah, I don't blame you. Worth every penny. What the fuck. It was worth every goddamn yeah, penny. Yeah. Um, but the, the people downstairs. Good show, too. Suicidal, yeah. Murphy's Law. It started right. off with, with Harley mm-hmm. Flanagan from the Cro-Mags. He did 20 minutes. Uh, and then from there. What do you do, Cro-Mags songs? Or? I, we actually got there at 7.05, and he was he played from 7 to 7.20. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, and then Murphy's Law, which, I mean, you know, once again, something I never got into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear Hugo laughing. <laughs> he was just like, oh, great. Now I could hear about how you never got into that. <laughs> <laughs> so they did a set, and it's, you're a hardcore band, and you're playing to an arena. Like, it's so, like, and Jimmy G didn't miss a beat because he's so good. He's yeah. so good that he engages everyone. He's a great front man. And it has yeah. to be completely bizarre. Like, I don't know. I'm sure they played something like that somewhere at some festival. Europe. Yeah. Um, and uh, they did great. They they did, you know, like a 30-minute set. And, and uh, I don't know. I, I thought they did a great job. Like I said, I don't know too many of the songs. And then uh, Suicidal played, and they killed. They fucking came out. And they it sounded like 1987, aside from like no Rocky George. Damn, like they fucking, like Mike Muir assembled like a like I feel like he went to like San Quentin and asked four prisoners what <laughs> if any of them played like because every time he assembles a new band, they all look like they just came out of prison. Yeah, you know? big time. Yeah, so it's it's completely like four Rick Jimenezes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them in Patchogue with DRI and they weren't that good. Oh really? But mainly because the, the sound was bad. The sound at that place that you're, you're talking about, um, I, I know the place in Patchogue. Uh, it's the, closed, the big now. one. 
Emporium? Yeah, Emporium. It's, no. it's a steakhouse or some yeah. shit. Not, a, not good sound. No. Not good sound. DRI though. was killer. Just they, I don't know. Why are you throwing my theory out the window? <laughs> <laughs> they had a better show when you saw them. You know, it happens. Everyone's got their off night. Yeah, they killed it. And, you know, Mike Muir was doing his thing. And, and, and from where I was sitting, the sound was terrible. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, man, I hope they squash the sound for the openers. Um, but, it, that, like I said, at that point, like, where we were sitting, it was just bad sound. Suicidal was probably playing all the hits too, right? Would they, they get played, a half hour or something? Probably. Uh, 30, yeah, I think they, yeah. no, maybe it was a little longer. It so might have been like 40 minutes. Shit, one after another. One after another, they needed to go in and do their thing. Um, and then the Misfits came on, and we were all fucking psyched, but it's just like, from where we were sitting, the sound wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching the videos, because they, they wouldn't, no phones were allowed. So no found phones allowed, but it didn't matter. We were just there, and it How was like... How did they do that with the phones? Like, well, what? they make you put it in this, like, case mm-hmm. that is, like, magnet-opened, and you need to go to an air... I don't know. I left my phone in the, in the, in the van, right? so I didn't really give a shit. I, we, like, all of us left our phones, and, uh, you know... But that's it. It's like you waited all this time... They fucking do everything. They played like over an hour, which is like a hundred songs. Have been all their songs. Yeah, I'm surprised they even got to an hour. <laughs> well, <laughs> with Lombardo supposedly, supposedly one uh, we are one thirty eight was the last song, and they didn't get to it because they went over on time. Uh. Um, and that was it, man. Like we just like so many people complaining. Even like one or two of the people that we went with, they were just like, "Oh, that show was terrible." I don't know. I don't know what these people expect. Like, it was just... Uh, it looked like a lot of fun to me. It was a lot yeah. of fun. It was just cool to hang out with everyone, and it was like a whole arena full of people, you know, singing Skulls. Right. Die, Die, My Darling. Astro Zombies. Like, this Danzig is what... was probably letting the crowd sing a lot, right? He <laughs> <laughs> looked like he was breathing heavy nah. for a couple of minutes. And another fucked up thing is we found out his mom died that day. Oh, wow. And he didn't cancel the show. That's surprising. Yeah. She was if it was a uh, a Danzig like solo tour, oh, that yeah. show would have been canceled. Yeah. Absolutely, but you can't like holy shit, you can't Axl Rose that. No, you know? not for that no, amount no, of people. No, no. Yeah. you know. But that's like when we found out, we're like, holy shit! Like I couldn't believe it. Uh, but overall, it was just fucking great. It was just yeah. awesome. Everyone wore their Misfit shirt there. Everyone was that guy at the show. Yeah, <laughs> completely. I think Roy was saying that. Uh, he well, that, yeah. it was a very accurate. It was fun to see everyone there. Right. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, as we're walking through the halls, we're like, hey. What were they selling shirts for, by the way? I didn't even look. Yeah. I think it was like thirty-five. That's not bad at all. Not bad yeah. at all. But like, I just. I didn't really give a shit, you know? It's like you can get those shirts wherever. Yeah. Um, and then... It's all fa- about the logo, though. Fast forwarding yep. to Eddie Trunk. <laughs> yeah. Eddie fucking Trunk. Did you hear that clip? I did. I listened to it. You listened to the whole yeah. thing? It kind of infuriated me. It made me so yeah. angry. It, it infuriated... Because he sounded like... What I got out of it, It's he sounded like, uh, like a spoiled kid who I guess didn't get picked for a team. That's what I got out of it. You know, he was crying, you know, blah, blah, blah. why is this band that and this band this? And I felt like calling the guy and just being like, bro, like, I'm sorry that nobody gave a fuck about UFO then or now, and they will never sell out an arena. Or you did. Or, or, not now, though. Not yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. But, like, he's doing, like, signings, and, like, he's, he's like, announcing bands. Like, I was listening to the podcast today. And I, where, who was it? it I don't was know somebody... how you do it. I, I don't think I could listen. I'd fucking 
Someone would be dead. Yeah. I've had a and long even the, time And even the dude. other guy that was in the room with him, he was like snapping at him. He's like, I'm getting to that part. I'm getting to that part. Not even. You know? That guy's a like, fucking I, moron, uh, too. I've accepted he's got like bad taste in a lot of music and all that, but he knows a lot about it. But you don't know anything. anything. Zero about punk. Nothing. So and now you're going to talk with this tone like you know what the fuck's up? Are you serious? Of one of the most beloved bands one Ever. of the most beloved yeah. bands, and he like wrote it off as a fluke. Like Metallica Ugh. covered one of their songs; oh, they didn't God, even get I'm it right. Mad right. They were now, like, they were like, ridiculous. oh, was the Metallica did a cover, and the guy was like, "Die, die, my darling," and he was like, "Yeah, that." And it wasn't even that; it was on Garage Days. Yep. It was Last Caress yeah. and Green, Green Hell. Hell. Yep. And they were just like, yo, it just like every minute. <laughs> That went by, I was like, how could I tweet this guy? How could I get him on Instagram? I'm just going to bash him so hard. There's no question that that skull has been marketed to perfection, of KISS-level perfection. Absolutely. And there's no question that Metallica definitely blew them up a little bit. It was the first time I heard the Misfits was through Metallica. Right, no question. But to deny that, like... (laughs) That it's just some, you know, their existence, or that it's just some one-off fluke, without no idea how legendary they were. I, rem- the I remember day. buying a patch of that skull off. Of, what was that web- website? Rockabilia yeah. or whatever it was so called. That. I think I was in like eighth or ninth. I had no fucking clue who they were, but I was like, oh, that's a cool-looking skull, yeah. you know. And I just because I saw it on like I think Cliff Burton's vest or something, yeah. you know, just an it's old from picture. an old black and, and fast white forward movie, to yeah. and fast yep. forward to 2010. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but he went on to say that it was this fluke and it was some kind of phenomenon that happened and everyone there for the most part had no idea what the songs are and I'm thinking like the ticket prices were enough to yeah. make fucking lifelong fans not go so <laughs> you're telling me I've been listening to them since like 1986 <laughs> not to be like you you know but you're old we get it you know and I didn't go I was like alright you know <laughs> But someone's just going to be like, ah, fuck it. I got a hundred. Who are these guys? Not even 300 for general admission. It's like, how much? Oh, you know that band that's playing that show with the skull thing? Yeah, they're three. You know, let's go. How much? 300 bucks. Let's go. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah. I can't name three songs, but Metallica covered one of theirs. Like, is he out of his. Like, I wish. He must have gotten slammed. How can they sell out that arena? I mean, Miles Kennedy wasn't even there. I know. Yo, he Oof. was like talking about how he and Miles Kennedy is fucking talented. Know, it's as like the fuck. only guy like he knows. He's always <laughs> talking about. But he is talking about like doing stuff with Striper in like Oklahoma, <laughs> and I'm thinking like, are you? Just... I get that. That's his wheelhouse, that and is... keep that shit. Keep Stay it. in your lane. Yeah. That's it. Don't wander over here because he did. He got flamed all over like Twitter everywhere. I don't think he's gonna acknowledge anything. Listen, but... I hate fish. I think they're the worst band on the planet next to, like, the Grateful Dead. <laughs> but I could sit here and think to myself, like, okay, they sold out three nights, no, no, 13 nights in a row, MSG, because they have a fan base. Someone loves them. I could acknowledge that and be like, hey, it's not my thing, but these guys sold 13 nights in a row. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and think, like, oh, well, you know, it's the Grateful Dead. and It's a fluke. It's a fluke. <laughs> like, nights. no, I would just shut the fuck up. And talk about something else, you know. And I get it. He has like uh, he has to fill time, and but he could have like talked for like a minute and been like, "Yeah, man, I just never liked the Misfits. Yeah. Never got into it." I was it. shocked they sold out a place that big. Yeah. But, hey. Yeah, know. but hey, but, no, he about... can't do that. No, because he's an arrogant <laughs> fucking asshole. Always was. Yeah. 
And did you see on Ian Christie's page? I was writing to him that I was yeah. like, I wish they would reshoot uh, that metal show with you mm. in place of him. And he wrote back that he was doing a lot of work for VH1 and MTV at the time, and they were going to relaunch the show with him as the host. He would be I was like, holy fuck, but it didn't happen. I was like, ah. Oh. That guy does Sounds of the Beast. Yeah. So there was a show on, like, uh, uh, Sirius, mm-hmm. and he would just, like, have these, like, it was almost like that Sam Dunn thing, like, where they would talk about, like, subgenres of metal. Sure. And then he would, like, he was so goddamn knowledgeable on everything. Everything. It's insane, man. I, I'm, I've, I've listened to his show, and, like, he was playing, like, a Slipknot track, like, years ago. Shout out to Todd. Uh, <laughs> but Slipknot has a DJ, and one of their songs has, a like, a drum and bass song drop in it. And it came back, and Ian Christie's on the mic, and he know, he knew the, the... I like drum and bass, so I know those songs, but he knew the record that they were sampling in the beginning of it, like, of a British jungle song. I'm he, like, holy the, fuck. The metal Matt Penfield. Yeah, that's mm. it. Easy. And and another thing that rubbed me and because I, I loved that metal show, I would watch it. Of course, I but, love it too, and I love to complain about it, but uh, I love it. Me too. And what rubbed me the wrong way, really, about Eddie Trunk was when he fucking shit on Anthrax for working with Public Enemy. Really? Like, yeah, I he totally that. fucking did. He was just like, oh, you know, like I just don't like fucking rap and this, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Wow. Like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> fucking Herb. You know? <laughs> he is a Herb. He his. Knowledge stopped of music. He like has knowledge. It's it just, stopped at a certain age point. He's That's like it. he's like Stern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stern can't talk about music past like you know like what his teenage years. That's why I like Christie better because he can talk about the old shit and he's still growing like knowing all these obscure like Swedish death metal like he's always listening to shit. He's treating it like it's his fucking job. Exactly. Completely and like. But Eddie Trunk like post. You know, I don't know what what was the band that ended. If like anything, Tesla <laughs> when Tesla yeah. stopped making records, oh. like I gave up after brutal. Psychotic Supper. <laughs> nice. Parker's gonna go see uh, Tom Kiefer. I am. I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited Cinderella's about that. Cinderella's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny. I was. Wait, think- Tom Kiefer. Does he have this, a band, no, no, or is yeah, it like an a, evening yeah, with Tom, and he's no, on a well, no, bar it's, stool it's, and shit? It's the band, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I was talking to uh, Neil Rubenstein about that because he booked them twice in the Emporium. We were mm-hmm. talking about that earlier, and he said it's a killer show. He goes, yeah. "Dude, you'll have a blast." He plays all the hits, blah blah blah. And then, funny enough, that got me to like thinking about something else. You know, because obviously, like with him, he was the front man of Cinderella. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even name anybody else in that band, so he kind of like was Cinderella to me. And earlier today, I was listening to uh, Helmet, who still puts out music. And I guess me being a drummer from a drummer's standpoint, although Paige Hamilton is the main singer-songwriter, I just never got over when John Strainer left. So I just never kind of, I don't want to say gave a shit about them after that. Right. But I guess, like, you know, the thing with Tom Kiefer is I kind of based him as the guy from Cinderella, so... You know, you're not into Fred Cupcake Curry. <laughs> yeah, you know, he uh, filled in for Stephen Adler when he broke his hand on the was it the Appetite Tour? I yep. guess. Yep. Yeah. He almost got the gig, I think. Funny enough, to bring it back to Cinderella, I'm going to go see um, The Iron Maidens, which I just saw a couple of weeks uh-huh. ago at Blackthorn 51. It's an all-female tribute band to Maiden from California. They're playing with Judas Priestess and uh, Dio cover band, and the opening band is two guys. <laughs> this is how it's billed. Bl- you know, Paul and whoever from uh, Brett Michaels' band. <laughs> And the third guy is Eric Brittenham from Cinderella. All right. 
Yeah. That's the blonde head girl, yeah. right? The blonde head. <laughs> so that's what, the bass player? The bass player, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The least important part. Yeah. There's Jeff I'm Labar. Curious. Jeff Labar. Wow. Jeff Labar, Good Fred Cupcake <laughs> Curry, <laughs> Tom <laughs> Kiefer. What's with the cupcake? No. Where that's, you his, that that's his nickname. Really? Cupcake. Is there a story behind that? I don't know. I got to read the book. That guitarist used to like fire karate kicks too when he would play like on like the Gypsy Road video and shit. I forgot what he does now. Oh, he's a chef. He's a chef. I'm curious to hear how his voice holds up. Because you wouldn't think he would have well, made it this long. Funny enough, so I was... That was you, rough. Yeah, I was YouTubing because I thought the same thing. I'm just like, fuck that. Because he's had, what, like four throat surgeries he or something? Did, yeah. yeah. He's had a bunch of them. Yeah. So I typed in, uh, I don't know, it was like Save Me or one of their fucking hits or whatever. And that, uh, that you know, newer band, Hailstorm or whatever, which I couldn't even name one fucking song from them. Um, they covered one of his songs in his hometown, and he actually came out and sang with them. They did uh, Nobody's Fool, which mm-hmm. I love. That's a great song. Great song. And uh, you could definitely see that he was struggling right. to hit the notes, so she kind of covered him a little bit, but I'll still fucking go. It'll still he be plays yeah. with his wife. Yeah, right? it'll still yeah. be a good time, you know? He might be like Lemmy. Just The voice is rough, but it's just yeah. going to... And, and that's it just, how it is forever. And it's just funny because so that's like that's a that's a busy weekend for me. I'm going out fucking two nights in a row that fucking weekend. So it's oh, Tom Key for that night, Stand and back. then the, the next night we'll go into uh, Philadelphia for this thing called This Is Hardcore Fest, and it's it's actually a four day fest. But we're going just uh, for Saturday, so it's like I'm going to see the guy from Cinderella one night, then the next night I'm going to see like fucking One King Down and For the Love of and. All these cr- harvest, all these crazy like hardcore bands that I used to tour with, which is pretty nice. cool. That's cool, yeah, man. So it should be a good. When time. is that? Uh, it's the day after, so that's July twentieth, actually. Yeah. Well, you know what I'll be doing July twentieth? That'll be the first day of recording the new Playing Dead record. There you go. Awesome. I'll be over there doing my thing, finalizing my lyrics. Still, it's the <laughs> worst part of fucking. Like, <laughs> I hate, first, I hate recording. It's fucking so annoying. Yeah. It's the. I love writing songs. I love practicing. I love playing shows. Recording sucks, mm. you know, and doing it's, it over and over again. Get it just it right. never feels right, and like it's the thing that you have to think about the most because it's the one product that people are going to listen to. Mm-hmm. Some people might catch you live, but you know, maybe they won't. So it's the only like uh, interpretation that people have that they could listen to constantly. You know, so it's like you got to get it. That thing yeah. you posted the other day, was that a show you were playing and it came up as the Grateful Dead tribute band? Okay, so <laughs> that's, that that's the funny thing. So Chris Longuito from the Films on Tap, dude, um, he sent me a picture because anytime bands in town, like anytime we're playing somewhere, so we're playing the Knitting Factory on Sunday, it just gets crossed with that Grateful Dead tribute <laughs> band from fucking, I don't even know, like Massachusetts, I guess. Sounds right. It's just like, it kills me. <laughs> Like, it just Brutal. kills me. Horrible. Any other band, like, I just wish, like, I don't know. You got to send them a cease and desist, Joe. Well, you got to like, get all laws all or cup on yeah. that guy, yo. I'd be like, you guys play covers. Just stop already. You play cover And of grateful, ah, oh, just so bad. <laughs> and I like whenever I post that because there's, like, one or two hippies that really, like, want to, like, shit on me every time I fucking bring that up, so. <laughs> but, yo, so going back to, like, logos, like, we can talk about how important logos are and logos are you know like uh, who i think johnny north or somebody brought up like eddie maiden no it was jeff jeff kaplan from two man mm. mm. i completely get it but i feel like a lot of people didn't hit play on that fucking eddie trunk video so everyone's like talking to like the caption yeah because it's such a small part of it it's like yeah sure when i was younger 
I bought Killers and I bought might have been Killers. Oh, and uh, Number of the Beast because of the cover. Like the cover looked amazing, so I'm like, I'm gonna buy these two cassettes. But <coughs> what kept me there was the fact that they were fucking great or something like really hit sure. me, you know. So same thing with like the Misfits. The music's got to be there. It's got to be just, there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just T-shirts and album covers and stuff. But yeah, totally. A lot of people probably didn't listen because. If you're familiar with hard rock, punk, metal, any of that stuff, and you click play on that, uh, he got it wrong. He fucked up. <laughs> There's no other interpretation. Yeah, and yeah. and of course, like the Crimson Ghost, like you said, it's it just it's there. And but man, when you listen to that, like those songs just hit you. And and I get it. Like I don't know for some reason that band hit me. But I've heard people like, oh, it's just too jokey. I guess I don't yeah. know. It's just weird because it's such an important band in my life and. You know, you listen to those lyrics like to fucking last caress and you're like, you're raping baby, you're killing babies and raping moms and like. Nobody sounded like them before or really after, yeah. no matter how many people tried, you know? Yeah. They're unique as fuck, man. I saw them like five years ago, obviously, like when Jerry Only was the only guy in the band and it was horrible. I bet. It was fucking brutal. Fuck that We guy. actually walked out. It was so bad. Was it the downtown? No, it, it was actually during Rock and Shock. So we were at the convention. Was and Jerry only singing? Yeah. I heard he's fucking oh, it was so bad. It was yeah. so bad. I mean, I'm standing next to Rob Link, and I'm just like, dude, can we go? And he's like, yeah, this is fucking horrible. And we just walked out. Well, I saw them. The last time I saw them in that incarnation was the downtown. But So it must have been forever ago. And I've seen them before, and they were okay. But for this one, it was bad. Like, the drummer was somewhere else. Like, you could, like, it was. Um, Glenn has to be involved yeah. to make that legit. That's it. Yeah. In in my book anyway. I mean, I just never was into the grave shit, any of that stuff. I think it was Oh, I the grave stuff was actually okay. American Psycho has some like it, it's almost like um like uh Halloween 3, you know? Like it, if you don't call it Halloween 3, you might enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So when you listen to American Psycho, it's like some pretty damn good songs. Michael Grave has a great voice. He has a good voice and great melodies. The, the melodies were there. It was misfit style and stuff, but I don't know. There was some there's like some wit missing from the lyrics that no absolutely I, I was but, missing and, and and it's just a mental block you see the misfits and you're thinking like i can't you couldn't like accept it but if they were called like you know jack burton and the pork chop express you know nice. you might just be like oh this this jack burton guy's all right it's a fucking drummer cinderella's new band right there yeah <laughs> if they were called fred cupcake curry you'd be i like, gotta know the story behind the cupcake i don't know i'm sure we could youtube it i just yeah. remember watching headbangers ball We'll, we'll ask him when he comes we'll on. We'll go to the like library website, order Fred Curry. <laughs> I remember, files. and he would, like, that was his nickname. I don't know why. I'm sure it's something super manly. <laughs> you know? So, but uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, which I thought was, like, one of the coolest videos on YouTube in, like, the last few weeks, was um, when Dave Grohl brought up that dude in the Kiss makeup. Oh, Did yeah. you see that video? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, no. you got to see it. It's great. Yeah. The smile the whole time. Amazing. So yeah, they're playing young kid or yeah, young kid. He just happened to be wearing, was it Gene Simmons makeup? Yeah, yeah, face paint and the whole nine. Yeah, yeah. so I guess you know he probably asked who knows how to play the song, uh, and it was a uh, monkey wrench. Mm. Yeah, and uh, so this guy raises his hand kiss and he call, he's like, "Yo, kiss guy, all right, kiss <laughs> guy." So he fucking gives him the guitar. It's so great. You got to just like Google, you know, Foo Fighters. His name is Yayo Sanchez. I think he's like a tech or something, right? Isn't he? I, I don't know. know works at Guitar Center or yeah, some shit because he yeah. killed it. And they as soon as he grabbed the instrument, you could see him like this you guy. Can, this guy can fucking play. 
the yeah. way he's walking around and shit. And just walking like, eh. around <laughs> and like Dave Grohl, I mean, he just ate it up. The whole band, they yeah. extended it and they were just like, yeah, come they were on. Having breakdowns and shit. Yeah. He's playing, so they were giving him solos and shit. It was <laughs> he was like, all over the stage. He's standing next to. It was the like one of the best videos I've <laughs> I've ever seen because like I smiled for like eight minutes. Yeah. It's like that, an eight minute video. It's great. And you're thinking like it's just lightning in a bottle. Sure. You know, and you. I it hate was like Marky Mark and Rockstar. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he might have replaced whoever's playing guitar <laughs> now. Steel Dragon. Yeah, actually, they might have just added another one because I'm sure they're. <laughs> yeah, they have seven. like holy shit. Yeah, they got like four guitars or something. <laughs> so Pat Smear. Oh, go, real quick, shit. going back to the Misfit show. I did notice, you know, via the videos, obviously, because I wasn't three hundred dollars general admission. That there was another guitarist on yeah. stage. Did yeah, they ever say that who guy? that guy was? AC something. I, I don't know. AC Slater. Nice. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> I would have paid the buck yeah. fifty for that. Uh, <laughs> that's where the money went. Uh, just some guy. I, I'm. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's. Eight. I think he used to be in the murder. The murder dolls. Oh no! Shit. I want to say okay. that I could be wrong. And yeah, we'll he, be he looked old and weathered, so yeah. I'm sure he's done. <laughs> it was funny, though, because I saw him, like, walking, you know, I mean, he didn't have that much room to walk around or whatever, but he was, like, shirtless and, like, doing the backups and shit. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Well, you Kiefer. Yeah. No, sweet. <laughs> sweet. Now I know I what mean, I got to look forward to. You figure fucking Doyle was too busy punching his fucking guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no worries, man. I'll fucking play this. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, just if if you watch that video, it's fucking great. The the yayo yayo whatever. Yeah, it's it's lightning stuff. in a bottle. I hate. I really loved when they said they were going to take away the phones at the Misfits. I didn't love it because like you can't meet up with people, but it is annoying to basically stand behind people. That it's like all right, take a picture, maybe take a all clip. Right. Some people just stand there with a the phone, like tape them right. the whole vi- like show them. Yeah, just I'm gonna like, do a public service announcement <laughs> right now. Nobody wants to see your shitty, horribly sounding video online nobody wants to see it and you're never gonna watch it again you're Ever. not gonna be like you know what what about that show I went to a year ago <laughs> let me hear it blast through this fucking shitty clock radio speaker nice. phone i got this is the reason yeah. you you need to get an upgrade just <laughs> so you can get more <laughs> more space mm-hmm. with all your shitty videos and your pictures look like shit too they just look like i mean not everyone not all of them, but it's just big blasts of light and shit like that, and they're holding it right in front of your face. So, you know, but for an instance like this, you know, it was lightning in a bottle at that Foo Fighters show, and somebody caught it, and I thought it was super cool. Yes. It's a great you video. Uh, so speaking of lightning in a bottle, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about this uh, one video. Uh, it was that on YouTube. <laughs> it wasn't on YouTube, but uh, so this is a regional thing. If you're listening to this from anywhere else, and we have a, a you know, I guess a town, and the name of the town just happens to be Port Jeff Station. Station. I Not, gotta clarify. Was that it Port the, Jeff Station? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please. Mm, maybe okay. you throw a station at the end. Of, you know, of Huntington anything. State. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. changes the whole. Just game. different. Yeah. <laughs> People just make less money. And they they while out a little bit more. That's all. Yep. Um, and there was a video there, and there was four people involved. I dubbed it the Port Jeff Four or the PJ Four. And uh, if if you can, you know, you could look it up. Yeah. Just Google Port Jeff. Um, <laughs> Does that catch bus, on? P- bus stop sex? <laughs> no, I don't know. I wanted to. So. It's on um, Pornhub. In this video, like uh, my friend Jerry sent it to me on Facebook. And when I first watched it, I was just angry. I was like, why would you send me that? Like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. And in this video, there's a guy having sex with this girl at a bus stop. 
and uh, in broad daylight, like at a mm-hmm. bus stop. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're... Busy street. Busy street, you know, just picture, you know, when you're sitting waiting for a bus, what do you do? Like during the day, it's like you look through your phone, okay. you, I, you know, drink something, eat something. These two decided to basically have sex. The girl was completely fat and wasted. <coughs> I could say fat because I'm fat. <laughs> Not wasted. Uh, and, and when I rewatched it again, I, I realized like the brilliance of the video. There was four people involved, and the gentleman banging the the heavy set gal was wearing a party animal t shirt from and, the Muppets. From the Muppets, yeah. and I realized has, there's never been a more accurate t shirt than this. Uh, I realized that he had a missing hand, so he chopped his hand off somewhere. Never, never, (laughs) never dropped a cigarette. Um, And I wasn't waiting for a cum shot. You got one. But I got one. (laughs) And the girl (laughs) fell forward and and this guy shot a load that was just like Peter North. Ropes. It it was a rope. (laughs) And I was not ready for it. But, you know, it was what it was. And I guess he shot a load on her back. The whole time he's they're hanging out with another friend of theirs who's going through her bag for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. he's trying to win the award for minding one's business. <laughs> like, he just didn't even... He was going even, through her purse, wasn't he? He was going through her purse, but he didn't look up. He didn't do anything. He was just <laughs> sitting there, and he was just like, I'm going to let these two people bang, and uh, that's it. And the whole time, uh, these you know somebody's filming it from like across the street. Two herbs, because... <laughs> Somewhere along the way, like one of them's like, "Should we call the cops, man? Should we call?" The-? And I'm thinking, like, "What are you gonna? What are you gonna say?" You're like, "There's two people banging, and one of them just came. You gotta get here. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, film it, right. and put it out to the world because it to Jerry, you caught lightning in a bottle." And it ended up with this guy riding on a bicycle, mm-hmm. and I guess he knew the girl. And he hugged her for whatever reason. I don't know what the fuck this Big girl mistake. said. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> and in the video, like after he hugs her, he looks at his hand because he definitely smeared that dude's load. Uh, and it's it's amazing. You know what was missing from that? His on, they, his hand. If they froze it up with him looking at his hand, and they played the curb your enthusiasm theme. Yeah, that's it. It's the most unintentionally funny video of the year because there's four people. And they, it's it's like an X-rated Seinfeld. You gotta watch it. And another video that happened, which I thought was fantastic, was this. Uh, it was a little shorter, and this mm-hmm. lady um, mm-hmm. was at some. What I can't was remember. It? It's a store in Canada. I want to say it's like a coffee kind of place, but Canadian chain. Yeah, you know, the Starbucks so, of Canada. Maybe. Yeah. So basically. Will. This lady needed to use the bathroom, and, and, and I guess this the the guy was probably like, "Hey, you need to buy something." And she, well, he did say after the fact. Sorry to interrupt. That uh, they've had problems with her before, not to this level. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> okay, so you know the video picks up where she's yelling at the cashier guy about something. Um, she walks over, frantically grabs three uh, napkins pulls her pants down, leans against like mm-hmm. the back wall and shits <laughs> on the fucking floor. Yeah. <laughs> and then for some reason, I guess like that wasn't enough. She no. needed to actually pick the shit up and throw it at the cashier. With a deft quickness though. <laughs> Yo, Just she... all of it. 
Somebody liked it, likened it to like playing jacks as a kid. It was know? like Derek Jeter fielding a ground <laughs> yeah. at Yankee Stadium, yeah. just one-handed. <laughs> right it, was, it was like a shit slinky because <laughs> she got it all up right away. Threw it at the cashier, and if throwing the shit wasn't enough, she wiped her ass once, threw the the paper at the cashier again, mm-hmm. wiped her ass twice, threw it at the cashier, and then a third time. Yeah. And then wiped it and then just walked out. Make like, sure she was done, you know? <laughs> like a fucking savage. And she went to Pilates class. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I feel for this girl, though, because I was out, like, food shopping this weekend, and people were so fucking annoying this time of year in the summertime, and I was like, you know what? I get this girl. Oh, I could I see it. myself taking a shit right now in the, the soda aisle and just throwing at all these motherfuckers. She was like she was Michael like my Douglas. spirit animal for that fucking moment. <laughs> she was like Michael Douglas and falling down, <laughs> you know? Yes. Instead of like that bat. You're not going to serve me breakfast that's past 12 o'clock? Yeah. I'll shit on the floor and throw it at you. I, you know, it, it, seriously, you have to almost respect someone who is that uninhibited to just be like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, who would you be more scared of? Someone with a gun or someone that's willing to pick up their shit and throw it at you? Shit on the floor and throw it at you. I that guy is way more touched. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'd rather get shot with a bullet. No question. Than to get that lady's, like, fucking shit Absolutely. slinky on me. I'll take my chances with a bullet. <laughs> it's shit, man. Yeah. That's, like, there's nothing worse than shit. You know what it is, too, with a gun? You could probably. Uh, get more sympathy with a gunshot bullet. No one's gonna give you sympathy <laughs> if they throw shit at you and it lands on you. They're gonna, gonna be send like your card. Yeah, they're just gonna be like thinking oh, of you. They're gonna be like that's disgusting. You got shit all over you. But if you get shot, you'll get yeah, sympathy. They'll probably think different of you. You know, I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah, no. It's it, you watch the video. Those those yeah. are two, those are are, are two stuff. are two video recommendations of five star uh, locks of the week. Yeah, right there. Yeah. So um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was. A show um, that got canceled, and uh, I was trying to push it. Did you watch the Alex Inc.? No. Zach Braff? No. Did you know, know what it is? I hate I, uh, that guy. That's probably why I didn't see it. But go ahead. I love Scrubs, and I I love Garden State, and and I you know we're so engulfed in this like podcast world, um, the last like year or so because like y- so many people are either starting a podcast or they listen to it or they're promoting it. So, you know, Zach Braff has a show and he's pushing it. It's called Alex Inc. And this guy, he plays this dude who quits his job and starts a podcast network. And I wanted to root for it so bad. (laughs) I was like, you know what? This is it, man. Like, you know, like I wanted to kind of just give him like that head nod. Like, hey, man, you know, like we're, hey, man, we have a podcast too. (laughs) Um, And I watched the show and it was annoying. And what was it, it on? Channel Seven. Oh, it was on network TV. Network TV. Um, it was. I think it was after the Goldbergs, wasn't it? Because I think that that's when I started it? seeing the previews for Solid it. Solid leading. Yeah. Gold- I fucking. I've got nothing but good things to say about that fucking show. Goldbergs is. I cry laughing every week watching that. I I like the older episodes more. I like the older episodes more. I like the newer stuff. Like, doesn't hit me as much. But like the first few seasons, like the connections to everything. Um, who's going to be on there? Did that? I, I got to watch that. That um, they were getting Rick Moranis to revise. Possibly. Oh, was it wasn't for real? Uh, they never show a face. 
Oh. Yeah. So it what, could have been him. What but character? For uh, for from Spaceballs. Yes. The, whole, the whole episode was about Spaceballs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I won't ruin it, but the last scene. Oh, uh, so you did see it. There's okay. a guy as Dark Helmet, but he never, you know, flips up the mask or anything. Uh, so could have been him. Wow. You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah but I, I wanted to like the show. I wanted to push it. And, uh, I, I you know, when, what I noticed about A liking Scrubs and championing it and talking about Zach Braff is how many people hate him. <laughs> like, yeah. My girlfriend hates that show. I mean, it's not like Eddie Trunk levels of hatred, but uh, it's close. I always get like him and like Don't Zach like Efron him. mixed up. I didn't like, like Go- Garden attacks. State at all. I thought it was a, I don't know. They, it was just such a stab at this pretentious indie thing, but it didn't have the meat to back it up or the script. I don't know. I just did not care for mm. it. And he's just got a fucking punchable face. <laughs> he <laughs> if does. I want to break it and, down and, right now. And he he does one of those things that like um, Vince Vaughn would do. He would play Vince Vaughn in every movie. So like Zach mm. Braff was doing the same like JD from Scrubs thing. Like he's doing that. Right. It's just, you know, and I guess to some extent you're still you even if you're an actor, but, like, he was bringing, like, a little too much of it. Yes. And the thing that bothered me the most was his kid. His kid just, like, was, like, I don't know, maybe 10, 11, 12. I just want to beat the shit out of his kid. (laughs) So, and then once they canceled it, I'm like, I was four episodes in, and I I just. There was something else he did that irked me, too. I think it was, like, he was, uh, was he crowdfunding for a movie he was trying to put together? Yes. Oh, and it's fucking some movie. Was he like drive across the country with like his kid or something? Wish you were. Wish, learns wish. a lot about himself and all. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You're asking me for money. Fuck you. Wish I w- <laughs> wish I was here. Wish it was uh, something like that. Douche chills, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but crazy. hey, to each their own. Yeah. You know. Um. So. What fuck do I know? <laughs> let's let's talk about that idea that we wanted to do, um, with the double feature. Mm. So today. It was really the the anniversary of Final Girls. So when we did the Final Girls thing with with the other, you know, like long story short, like great horror movie. If you haven't seen it, so good. What year did that come out? Two thousand sixteen. Twenty fifteen. But 15. like we didn't start watching it until twenty sixteen. So it was like kind of, I think it got some release, but it didn't really hit people till twenty sixteen. I've never, there was never been anyone that like I told to watch it that didn't like it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it nice. worked. It was yeah. just really good. Like, uh, I, anyway, Final Girls. Final Girls was great. Um, I was on a podcast before we had this podcast, and we, you know, we decided we were going to talk to the director, and then this dude Pete had the idea to do a screening. Worked out. We did it. It sold it out. And Patchog. So when those on this day moments happen on Facebook. People started talking about it. They're like, oh, you guys, you know, Red River now should do something like that. Nate Vanderwerker, my friend who lives in Oregon, was like, yo, you should do Terrifier and Strangers double feature. And I was like, yeah. And I, I like let it sit for a day. And then today I was at work and I was like, hey, you know what we should do? <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. And then I said it and he was like, that was my idea. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's what fine. do you mean? Yeah. It's going to be my fucking legwork, though. Um, so I want to reach out to the guys that I have to reach out to. Um, I think it would be super cool if, like, sometime in August of 2018, we do a double feature. I feel like Terrifier, being that it's such a, like, indie fucking release, would mm-hmm. be a lot easier 
to get those rights because there's like a lot of weird red tape that we had to do. Also with Final Girls, like the way they broke it down was like percentages. So if we charged $5 at the door, it was a certain amount of money. But if we charged 10, it was like it was just some weird shit the way they worked it out. We obviously just wanted to break even, or even if we lost money, right. it was just for a night. For fun. It was yeah. like a fun thing. It's like, oh, let's just throw this party. We'll do like a double feature. So I, I'm talking to Mike Siani, who does retro pictures over at Cinema Art Center, Matt Roran, um, and then Damien from episode 31, Damien from episode 32. And uh, I don't know. I think we're going to do it. I think it'll be fun. I'm going to look for August. And I think it would be fun to kind of just get everyone in a room, you know, like if we do like 100 people mm-hmm. or whatever we could do um, to watch these two movies. They're super different. Yep. Uh, but I think it would All be solid, re- though. It would be really yeah. cool to watch. I saw absolutely. I saw man. The Strangers in the theater, but it would be really fun to watch Terrifier on a big screen with people who have never seen it. Definitely. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So what do you have over there? I was looking at my notes. Hopefully, we can we could not do August eighteenth because I'll do I'll be at Monster Mania for that. So Guys, let's do it. let's do some other day. I got my tickets for that. And be hanging uh, out with da- hanging out with Dan Tar. Yeah, and nice. the main the main guest England that you're man going for Robert England. Got to meet my boy England. I never met him. Signed? So him and Nick Castle, you know the original shape. What's the what's so. the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street item you're getting signed? I don't know. You know, I've been trying to find something good. I mean, you could go for like the generic glove or the mask or whatever. I used to have the, uh, I used to have the record, the Freddy Krueger's greatest hits. But I, I got, yeah, it's like him like singing like the hokey pokey and shit. It's Get horrible. The fuck out of it's here, fucking man. horrible. Yeah. Well, somebody re released it. But you know me, I fucking hate re releases. So I got to find like the fucking like $300 one and just be like an asshole about it. <laughs> you know? Um, Anything to not get that mic stand. That's it, man. <laughs> that's it. Um, but no, it's, it's a fucking good lineup. I mean, uh, you know, everybody from fucking Rob Schneider to like WWF wrestlers. But I mean, punch that guy in the face, Schneider. Yeah, there I hate go. that guy. Do you? I like, he's oh. like a like a win lose. There's, no, there's never I like, like him. Yeah, there's never like a middle guy. Uh, I like him. Um, so, would you get signed over there? Oh, man. Well, that was from the... Well, it's funny. So I went to this Kiss Con in Plainview. Yes, that's what it was. By myself, which was hysterical because, you know, Sarah was just like, I fucking hate Kiss. I hate you. Like, (laughs) go fuck fuck yourself and go go, go to this Sounds like Karen. Yeah. How how many people were at this event? Well, so I show up. First of all, I pass the fucking thing because it's on the left. So I turn around and uh, I'm like, holy shit, this thing is packed, you know, which I knew it was going to be because Kiss is just like... It's just name recognition, you know. Everybody fucking goes that because of Kiss. So um, I park and I and I start walking in or whatever. And the first thing that I see is uh, kind of like a newer version of like a Batmobile that some guy had there. It was pretty cool looking or whatever. So I took some pictures of that. And then in front of that, there was an old school hearse that this guy had painted. Literally every fucking member. Every member of Kiss, like I'm talking even even Mark St. I'm talking even basketball Kiss members made it. Like Mark St. John made this shit. So every I like can we just like tell people what basketball Kiss is? Basketball Jersey Kiss <laughs> is like that's like hot in the shade, like that's crazy like crazy nights, like that shit. Yeah, that, okay. that's basketball jersey kiss. Why is it basketball? Like when I'm not because Paul Stanley at one point used to wear basketball uh, jerseys did he? to show off his like manly hairy chest. 
you know, when he, when he, yeah, like when he was like singing like that hard, like that forever Michael Bolton song that he wrote. I feel like, I feel like no matter what he wears, that chest hair is going to be like he'd be wearing a turtle. There's no fight in that bag. Yeah, no, you know, fucking 100% beef cake, yeah, fucking hairy chest. And he's got like that tiny rose tattoo, which you need like a microscope. Yeah, it is a fucking gorilla. It's like microscopic. Why? I don't know. What is that thing? It's just like a little. Little fucking thing, uh, and it's like, I mean, listen, he's banged a zillion girls. Yeah, oh yeah. Good for he, him. He can uh, give a shit without. He can give a shit yeah, about yeah. it. But like, like, I just find it. Yo, know, I can't get enough of like memes of uh, him and uh, <laughs> Steven Tyler. How much they look like old ladies. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Steven Tyler looks like an old lady. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, he does. He does. So, you know. So, so I walk into this thing, and uh, you know, there's a crowd of people. You know. Um, paying and getting wristbands and everything what was the cover it was 20 bucks okay. i thought it was going to be 25 at the door but i was like ah, fuck it, 20 bucks so i'll just fucking walk around or whatever so i go to the first room and the first thing that i see it's just like no fucking like dollar bin for this fucking thing a fucking gene simmons like custom axe base five thousand dollars is the first fucking thing that i see. i'm just like jesus christ like wow. who's walking around with this amount of money or whatever so i leave that room that's like the expensive fucking room and then I go into, like, the main room. So then they had everything from, like, posters to, like, the vinyl. There was actually, like, a live band playing, which was pretty cool. Um, what was the, the male-to-female ratio? Like, 25 to 1? Oh, it was all dudes, yeah. yeah. It was all, like, fat, like, hairy old dudes. It what was great. Was the, Malama uh, said what is the, the 50-year-old virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the ratio of, like, people... In full makeup or in outfits, there wasn't versus... that many. Believe really? it. Like I mean, like I took said, that one. I yeah, sent yeah. that one picture. That Good was picture. the first guy that I saw. That's but wonderful. then there was this other guy who was like, uh, he was like the the fake Eric Carr. I think it was like only with one R because Eric, the other Eric Carr, you know, had two or whatever. And every time I fucking went to snap a picture, he was staring right at me. I'm like, this fucking dude's creepy, man. He was like dressed he, like Eric yeah, Carr. yeah, yeah, like the he fox fucking yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the fox fucking shoulder pads and everything. <laughs> But I finally snapped a picture and I, I posted that or whatever. So then yeah. I keep walking around or whatever. And uh, then, you know, the first guy that I fucking see, I'm just like, dude, I'm like, that's the fucking guy from the orphans from the Warriors. Like the guy with the fucking the afro. Uh-huh. That guy's there or whatever. Um, and I'm just like, what the fuck? This is this guy. Random yeah, I'm like, shit, what does man. this guy have to do with a fucking kiss convention or whatever? But he had a line. So he was signing shit or whatever. And then I go into... Uh, what does anybody besides Kiss have to do with a Kiss I know, convention? I know. That's what Sarah said. She's like, wait, so she's like, so no members are going to be there? She's like, so why the fuck is it at a Kiss convention? At that point, anyone uh, could be yeah. there. I'm like, I don't know, man. So I go in. I go into the other room, and then like one of the artists that did like you know how many sh- wrestlers were there? No, none. That would have been even fucking I'm better. Shocked. Yeah, I know. I know. Warriors guy. I yeah. know. They, they wrestlers make it to like every convention. Yeah, no always what, there. Yeah. It could be a Golden Greg Girls Valentine convention or at like, every uh, convention ever. Uh, <laughs> and he's drunk. <laughs> So, wow. so I so I see what's his name. So I can see Carmine Apicey, and he's got like two people at his table, or whatever. And I'm just like, holy tell people shit. about right. Yeah, tell, <laughs> so yeah. he's like the drummer. For... He was a drummer in this movie called Black Roses that I'm uh, kind of obsessed with. And he whatever. was in Vanilla Fudge. Yeah. So, King... so yeah. Cola? So he, he had all of his real bands, you know, stuff that and he had like drum heads and sticks and that and everything. And I kind of do like a once over, like the the drive by to see like what he's signing, how much is he charging, blah blah blah. So then after him was uh, Rudy Sarzo, who always nice that's Yeah, very that's nice a, guy. That's a big deal. Always had yeah, always Good had dude. traffic going, always had like five to ten people on his line. I would have talked to him in Spanish just yeah. to kind of, you know. 
Keep it real. <laughs> Let him know. Then you had uh, Mark the Animal Mendoza from Twisted Sister was over there, okay. so he was signing shit. So, so that, then I take the you know the Black Roses CD out or whatever. I'm just like, fuck, man. I'm like, is this guy gonna be like a dick? Because like you never know. Like, what the fuck? I ain't fucking signing this or whatever. So I'm just like, fuck it, just nut up. This is why I'm here. Let's just fucking meet this asshole and fucking blow <laughs> blow money to fucking get this guy to sign this I'm shit. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I go over there and like the guy's wearing these fucking like hippie fucking purple fucking shades right. and I'm like, is this dude even alive? Like he, he looked like- <laughs> he looked like fucking Bernie Lomax sitting there. Like I didn't even know if the guy was alive. Does he still or look like a gay magician? Yeah, he pretty like much. The chop top look from Texas Chainsaw yeah. too. With the glasses. Yeah, the yeah, like that. So he's like, hey, far out fan. Yeah, he's like, hey, brother, what's up, man? I'm just like, oh, hey. I was like, yeah, I was like, I got kind of something weird for you to sign. And I hand him this and he, he opens it up or whatever and he takes out the pen and he's just like, what's your name? And he starts filling it out. And then he just like mumbles something. And the only thing, the only word that I can understand was pussy. <laughs> So I'm just like, either this guy called me one, he wants one. No, or like, no, no, he called yeah. you one. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, excuse me? And he's just like, you know, Big Pussy was in this movie. Oh, and I was like, okay. oh, you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, I remember that. And he's just like, and then he points to the fucking guy, give this guy $25. And I was like, nice meeting you too, sir. Thank you. Oh, yeah, what if they got fucking, fucking planet yeah. conventions are? No. What a planet. Love them. Yeah, we, we could we, people watch. Oh you don't yeah! Even have to bind. No, no. If you've never been to one, I actually suggest you gotta go. We, like we brought once. the conventions up with Damien Maffei from The Strangers the last episode, and I told my my Toxic Avenger story again. Yeah, yeah. And then the fucking guy dies. He did, and he was supposed to be at a convention that next day too. Yeah, wow, he was gonna up. hustle some other guy and fucking <laughs> uh, and fucking Margot Kidder was supposed to be at Eternal Con in like two weeks and she fucking passed away. The irony of that mm-hmm. name, you know? Guess not. Uh, you know, could have made one more like two hundred dollars score before they uh, passed yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> well, not the toxic. Now you just got to fucking meet the last dragon for sixty bucks again. You know, to you never each... know if it could be your last time get that autograph. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I, not I, to I, laugh at you know. my shit. Is probably worth so much money now that he's dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what I did with it. Because back I, up the Brinks truck. Sell it back to fucking <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman. I'll be like Lloyd, how much you give me for this? Nah. <laughs> I just can never get over the fact that I was like, I love the Toxic Avenger, and I was like, I love one and four. He's like, yeah, I was in two and three. <laughs> just fucking kills me. <laughs> oh my god, of all oh, of all the ones right there. But yeah, I mean, what a planet! Uh, I took a picture of, of that because I think it, it's a good Instagram picture. Mm, yeah. If you haven't seen Black Roses, you should. Awesome. Because oh, it's, it's so good! Fucking top. Awful. It's one of a kind. It's top of the heavy metal horror movies that I would. You know. It's definitely in the conversation. Up, Was there blood the- in that movie? I don't know. There was a lot of like high hair. That was about it. <laughs> But like, cause like even that when fucking Herb, the main guy, and it just is so funny. It's worth it just for nah. his but, clothes, his shitty acting. But that, another Damien right there. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. The singer, oh, yeah, of, the oh, the singer of the band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it always synonymous, or maybe Carmine wrote all the music, right? I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of bagging up the Brinks truck, <laughs> like, is this licensed? This yeah. Let me check this. Check this skew for me. <laughs> is this a bootleg? <laughs> that actually reminds when when uh when my friend Jeff, who's in Black Label Society now, uh, we had him on a show episode something. Steve Stater. Um, he Blasco Ozzy Osbourne's yep. bass player is his manager. <clears throat> 
So uh, I was like, fuck, this is my chance to get an Ozzy autograph, you know? So uh, Jeff's like, you know, get me something. Oh, is this the vinyl? I'll give it the... No, no. (laughs) I got that signed by Zach. Oh, finally. No the Wicked. Yes. The the last show, I think. Um, That was a whole story, too, but anyway. uh, uh, So I gave a CD booklet of an Ozzy CD. I didn't want to give one of my records covers, because... If Jeff gave it to the Palazzo, you know, like, who the fuck? He might just lose his shit yeah. and not give a fuck about some douchebag like me that wants his Ozzy autograph. So I'm like, I'm just going to give a CD booklet. So I gave him, you know those CDs, like the Essential? Yep. Ozzy Osbourne, Essential Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jerry. Shout out to Jerry. <laughs> it was like the Essential Ozzy, which are like barely, they look like they're not even like licensed really and shit no, like yeah. that. So <laughs> he gives it to Blasco and Blasco's. Like, looking at it, like, three times, like, what the fuck? Is, is this, like, a real, yeah. like, is this guy giving me, like, a bootleg fucking thing to fucking get autographed? By, yeah. uh, like, like but Ozzy would care. It was legit, and I got my autograph. There you go. Yeah. Ozzy wouldn't even notice. I think it's it. Uh, I think it's it. I think Blasco like could have just signed it and thrown it right in I think Ozzy bag, just has, like, a stamp. Know. He just, like, fucking stamps. He doesn't even <laughs> sign anymore. It really tails off. You see the O, and then it just, <laughs> <laughs> it could be you anything. the O, and it just keeps the going. The there, so I knew it was <laughs> nice. I got the first letter right. I can't believe they're doing no more tours. So again, yeah, there, there was a no more tours yeah. like ten years ago, wasn't there? Yeah, <laughs> I I just think enough. It's, but you know, really, it has to be. I hate to just keep saying Sharon, but it just has to be. Like I can't imagine that he has any wherewithal to do any of these shows. You know, he probably enjoys it though, right? I'm sure. I mean, have you done it your whole life? Like, yeah. think about how long Ozzy's been famous for, mm-hmm. or Gosh. or or in a a working band. Like he's been in a band. Was Sabbath's first what, was sixty nine? Yeah. So what is that like? Fifty forty nine years? Like that's a long time. Yeah. Like, so he's yeah. So you figure from like that, like if you're not doing that, like what are you doing? You know, you're you're probably looking at it thinking like obviously you're closer to death than you are birth so in his head yeah i guess you know you're like wow i want to just keep doing stuff because you have all this free time and you don't even do drugs anymore so like what fun can you have you don't do drugs (laughs) you can't get your dick sucked by groupies so what do you think he's just watching uh like old war world war ii documentaries on history channel i think that's his only hobby you could yeah but uh yeah yeah he's propped up by a lot of shit behind him too and it's just like he has a show with his son I, I kind of, you know, I would love, because I'm going to the Slayer Farewell Tour and stuff like that. I do want to, like, you know, I've seen, but I've seen Ozzy a lot. And I, I just, I know, if he was going to do something, like, cool, like, uh, like he never plays anything from um, Ultimate Sin, which is my favorite Ozzy record. Like, nothing. Not, Shot in the Dark was a huge hit. I don't even think, he barely plays that. Yeah. So it's going to, you're going to get the same fucking set list he's been doing for, like, so long. You're going like to get Crazy Train, you're going to get this. And yeah. Like, you know, and they're all classics, but I mean, I just don't feel Social the need distortion. to see it again. You know? it, that's that's what t- like seriously, they've played so many shows that I've gone to see, and it's the same fucking set list hmm. because Social Distortion releases one album like every eight years. Bands that have been around a long time, like The Cure, gets it. You go see The Cure, they'll pick a certain era of you know Maiden does stuff like that too. They get into some real deep cuts that they never used to play probably on the first time they toured with it and shit like that. They get it, you know. These are fans that want to hear some new shit, you know. But yeah, I, I I went to go see, like I said, the Iron Maidens, and uh, they asked, "Do you want to hear Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner 
or Alexander the Great. Ooh. And wow. we were all like, Alexander the Great. I mean, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner I would have voted, the, yeah. I know, because like, we never... I would have gave him like, wow, <laughs> drop that. Yeah. I want to hear Rhyme. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 That's yeah. That's an epic song. Wow, they play that one, huh? Yo, they're... The full 13 the minutes, full, whatever It's actually 13 minutes and 49 seconds. Yes, I knew I was close. Because um, I remember buying Power Slave and seeing that and thinking like, mm-hmm. whoa. I don't know, for some reason it was impressive back then. Like those bands that just... You know, Metallica was one of those, Megadeth, Maiden, they just had like eight songs, but their mm-hmm. songs were like 100 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was completely impressive. I'm like, whoa. But And rhyme always stuck out because it was 13 minutes and 49 seconds. I think I heard that first. I remember getting on Live After Death, like heavy, and then getting a lot of their other stuff. So the live version of that that song on that album, all those Power Slave, everything. Live After Death is probably the greatest live album ever made, in my opinion. Anyway. I don't even like live albums, though. I don't either, but I love that one. And probably because it's sentimental, because it got me into Maiden a lot. And yeah. I had it on cassette. I got it on my fucking back patch right now. You know what I mean? I love that record. So, I, But other than that, I get you. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't feel the need for it. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe because we go to shows, mm-hmm. and it's different. Like I can't imagine listening to a live record and being satisfied, I would just rather listen to the record or go see them. There's a handful that are really amazing live albums. Very few. It's, it's the exception to the rule, I think, for the most part. Like well, Deep that's... Purple, Made in Japan, is like fucking amazing. There's, you know, there's a few. There's a priest. What's the priest one? Unleashed in the East. Yeah. There's a few, you know, but yeah, I agree with you. There's... What do you think of live albums, Parker? I mean, with me, I remember my my favorite one was always freaking Live Ship Binge and Purge, you know? But I mean, uh, I think the reason why I liked that was because they kind of jumped back into like the older stuff. They did like a like a Ride the Lightning, like uh, Master Puppets medley and touched on like a lot of the songs that uh, they didn't really play that much. But I have noticed that they have been going a little bit back into the catalog when they've been like in Europe and shit like that. I mean, they might not be playing like the full songs, but like... Maybe they'll play like five minutes of Ride the Lightning or like a couple minutes of like Escape or shit like Did that. Did you enjoy know. that so much that you decided not to see them for the next 28 yes. years? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on strike, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of all bands he's never seen. They got to come here, man. It's his, well, they always come. They've been coming here <laughs> like for the, the last No, no, I mean here, here. Farming oh. down. Like down here. <laughs> yeah. They could jam in the unfinished room like me. No doubt. You know? Is that where you jam? In the unfinished room, yeah. Where's there an unfinished room? Over there. Over there. Through that black door next to the shocker poster. Really? Yeah, that's the unfinished room. That's where the drums are. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah. But we were actually at the uh, last week. I had like a little, uh, you know, at your show, I had I had a little uh, drummer circle going. So it was uh, it was me, Paulie Wozniak, Mike Tambo, Vito, and Chris Nolte. And we were actually geeking out over uh, Pearl Jam Unplugged. Because I mean, Dave Abruzzi is just—I mean, that guy took that guy took the album ten and made it like a hundred. What he did to those fucking drums, and uh, we were just geeking out just about how going back to like the drums, like I was saying, like with Helmet, how like you could have like kind of like like a foundation, but then you bring in a new guy. Like with me, like I love Dave Lombardo. Dave Lombardo will always be Slayer, but when fucking Paul Bostaff came in and I heard that fucking opening fucking track with fucking off a of divine intervention which is killing field i was just like who the fuck is this guy and how many limbs does he have because with lombardo it was always just you know like like dave the feet 
and like Bo Staff, I thought was best of both worlds. He had the feet and the fucking hands. So, you know, so not that that really gets into live albums, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, by all means. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I don't. I don't remember Bo Staff being on Divine Intervention, was he? Yeah, that was his first one. That's that where was, it was his first record that he was on. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. So decade of aggression, and then from there, so. Yep. Well, yeah, <laughs> you got like the fucking reading glasses, <laughs> man. I like it. Old man, River. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, this past like month, we did uh, the brackets, and I decided to do 1994 because I was 16, and you know, shit just popped off then. It was like kind of like the beginning of a lot of things. And as usual, Red River Podcast <laughs> Facebook group really just disappoints me in every single way. Uh, when I pick these, this was the worst one. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I have no faith. Yeah, you know, okay. The more people that are in the group, the more chances that I guess you just, it's always going to be splintered. But the hip hop brackets really just murdered me because I'm thinking, like, as I'm adding these 16 albums, I'm thinking, like, okay, well. I'll I'll do Mercy Killing of Beastie Boys. You know, I'll add in Ill Communication. It was a, a great record. Sure. But it just goes to show you that if you're not well-versed in hip-hop, as yeah. soon as you see the name Beastie Boys, that's what you're going to pick. That's why I didn't even vote. <laughs> I was like, you, I don't fucking know who any of these guys are. <laughs> like that Beastie Boys album could have been easily in the rock category even, the alt. Right. It could have been like been that. That's how like not fully hip hop it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's great. But you telling me that shit's better than Nas? Fuck out of here. No. It just it's one of those situations where listen, first and foremost, I do this as time consuming as it is <laughs> to my life, which I spend way too much. You know, but it's just to to get the name still yeah. going, the group going, to mm-hmm. get conversations, and it's, it's fun. fun. It is fun. It's fun to just kind of opinions. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> like maybe it's because we've listened to everything. You know, like I've listened. Whatever goes up, I've I've listened to those albums. Right. Um, if you're looking at fucking, you know, the last battle was Nas. Ill, no, it was a Beastie Boys ill communication versus. Was it Illmatic? I believe so, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, that's it yeah. Beat Illmatic. No, Ready to Die. Yes. Yeah. You're right. So it was Biggie. Biggie yeah. beat Illmatic, and then Biggie was against yeah. Beastie Boys. Yeah. That's right. Unfucking real because the Beastie Boys even beat fucking Gangstar hard to earn. <sighs> Like it's just un. It shouldn't have beaten any one of those. Um, it shouldn't have beaten all. any one of those goddamn records. But no. it goes to show you, it's just it's that name recognition where you see it, yeah. and everybody lo- you know knows the Beasties. They love the Beasties. <laughs> Everyone but Parker and I, Sarah. That's Parker. True. I got you. Hate them. That's why we didn't vote. <laughs> that's why we didn't. I'll, t- I'll text you guys and ask you who I should vote I've for. I've never. <laughs> I told Sarah I've never seen a couple go for the third option more times. Than oh like, yeah. I'm like, what is some going? of those third options? Are funny, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I wanted as long to, as Everclear wasn't the third option, I'd go for it. No. I wanted to make it topical. Make it Billy Joel. Yeah. Oh, see fuck what he that. does. Fuck that shit. Down Easter Alexa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just you know, whatever. There was a lot of great matches. A lot of great records came out in nineteen ninety. And the rock one was Weezer. Well, I just want to say, to go back to it, I, I think Gangstar for me is my favorite hip hop record of nineteen ninety four. Um, obviously Nas is you know the second, and Biggie's w- was number three. Those are three massive 
masterpieces. Yeah. Like if, it's almost like you're talking like the Led Zeppelin, Beatles, all in that year too, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and it just, I think Nate said it best. You know, you you put on those records, and and if you don't feel like robbing someone, <laughs> that was perfect. You fucking <laughs> something's going on. Something's wrong with you if you don't like. You put that shit on, you're like, you're God, damn, I got to yeah. fucking yeah. murder someone right now. <laughs> you know, and then the rock one just went up. The last one was like Weezer's Blue Album versus Nine Inch Nails' The Downward Spiral. I voted Nine Inch Nails. Me too. I'm just not a Weezer fan. Yeah, and I get it. And once again, it's it's um, Nine Inch Nails is another recognizable name, mm-hmm. but I don't think people remember anything after um, Head Like a Hole. Well, that Downward Spy was the last thing they did that I was remotely interested in. Yeah. Either I moved on from it or they changed. I don't know what it was, but that's the last time I gave a shit it's about It's not that. you, it's me. exactly but like that it's a great uh, it's almost like a concept record piece it works one track and you know it's like it's not just like a collection of songs it works together really well every song on it It, it's dark hurt was on there Mm -hmm. which when you really break down hurt as as a song amazingly written super super effective Uh um yeah just like the whole part of it just like so honest in those lyrics but to me weezer's blue album is one of the best albums ever on the planet songwriting melody everything 10 perfect songs ever like as a songwriter i look at those and it's just like holy fucking shit everything that i could ever want in a song is in any of these 10 right here um and then i would have picked obviously pavement which i knew was going to get knocked out real quick crooked rain crooked rain and then my third would have been Portishead Dummy, which was ah uh, yeah, it's one of the best albums of all time. I'm glad it did get a lot of love though. Got a lot people of people had good things to say about life changing to me. Yeah, life changing to me because it was nothing sounded like that since or before, during like Dummy was just unfucking believable. I like, wonder who it's gonna put out an album next. Them or Tool. Portishead <laughs> or Tool, who's going to win the race of who's fucking I think, laziest? I, I think Tool's going to win. <laughs> yeah, well, Tool. they're already in the studio. Like, yeah. What You ever wonder, like, what Beth Gibbons, and what they do for, like, money? You think it, like, ran out? Like, it's, they made three, two albums, and three albums and a live, right? Yeah, well, they made two albums, and then they, after 1997, they waited till 2013. Right. Uh, but, yeah, there was the two albums, the live album, and then... Yeah. I think she put out a solo record, and Jeff works. I'm, I'm sure they all work somewhere along the way, but I got a bunch of killer Andy Smith mixtapes. Yeah, that guy does great shit, man. It's good DJ. It's life changing. Yeah, like when I tell you when I heard Dummy, it changed my life the yeah. way a few records have. Like I, I just never heard anything like it. It's fucking perfect. Like if I was on a desert island, it would be one of those albums that I put on. It's dark. It's the perfect line between just like female awesome vocals, mm-hmm. smoky guitar, and beats. The hit, it was like hip hop beats, yep. like just fucking fantastic. Uh, she's got the one of a kind voice. Yeah, you know nobody sounds like her. And in 1994, I saw. I remember seeing Weezer at the. It was the first time, and in my head, I was thinking like, man, like what are they going to play? They only have one album, and the album's like I don't know, 30 minutes long at, at best. And uh, I was so fucking wasted. I saw Weezer in 1994, and I was so wasted, I don't remember anything. I just remember they came out to Magnum P.I., and I don't remember any of the show. 
I don't remember anything. I remember being at Ir- I might have been Irving Plaza doing heroin in the bathroom area, like in front of everyone. It's just me and my, my ex-girlfriend. And like we were like, I don't know, 16. And we were like, oh, okay, this is cool. And we're just sitting there and like everyone's looking at us in horrifying disgust <laughs> that we're like walking in and out of the bathroom. And we're just like, whoa, what's up with everyone? <laughs> and we're like sitting there just like snorting. Yeah, we're like snorting shit. Got wasted, and then I just remember the bus. No, the my my a friend of mine had this van, and we were all in the back wasted. He was wasted too, driving. And I just remember because my friend who was sitting in the front seat said that he's like, "Yo, he's like this dude's gonna fall asleep." He said if he does to grab the wheel. And it's funny now the anxiety that I would feel if I was in that situation. But back then I just didn't care. I was like, you know, we're all wasted, like driving all over the place. And in that same van, if I may say, we were coming home from Connecticut at some party. We we went to some party and then in the morning we were in Manhattan. And I remember my friend, we'll call him Evan for now, (laughs) allegedly. Uh, we were in this van, and it was in the morning in Manhattan, and I guess he went to go make a right in the wrong lane, and he rips the bumper off of the, the car next to him. And this is like midtown Manhattan, and everyone stops. And we have so many fucking drugs in the car <laughs> that we would have gone to jail for a very, like, a, definitely, <laughs> we would have been fucked. And... As soon as we heard this bumper rip off of this car at like nine in the morning, Manhattan, like everyone's going to work. We're coming home from Connecticut. He looks at all of us. He's like, what the fuck should I do, man? What should I do? And we're like sitting there like, go. And he fucking takes off. And the whole goal was to make it to the, um, I guess it was the, 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 Manhattan Bridge or whatever like, it's to like get, the Warriors the movie and we fucking go and the whole time we're driving we keep looking back and looking back to see if we see any fucking like you know uh, po, cops po. behind us and the cops never came we just left we we uh, you know allegedly might have ripped this guy's bumper <laughs> off statue of limitations right? ah, yeah. Some reason. yeah so but Those we motherfuckers our lives would have been completely different if, if we yeah. would have gotten busted then because we were so I was probably like 17 and, you know, it wasn't until, like, a few years later that <laughs> my career ended. Yeah. But, like, holy shit, we just fucking... And by the time we started getting to, like, Long Island, we were so happy that we all, like, took bumps of shit. And we were like, all right, cool. You would have had, like, a whole sleeve of Misfits <laughs> tattoos yeah. by then. The <laughs> sentence you would have got, you would have <laughs> fucking done your whole forearm. Yeah, it was wild. I don't know. <laughs> That's what happens, I guess, so. But, yeah, anyway. Life on the street. I saw, I saw Weezer 94. <laughs> Weezer back to Weezer from that <laughs> back to Weezer so um, alright so before the show ends we're, we're just going to you know we're kind of like at the midway point actually we're not really because it's not almost. June we're almost there Close so we're, we're going to talk about our, our favorite things of 2018 so far whether it be TV shows Netflix movies albums and shit like that so uh, Parker if you want to just kick off whatever you have uh, TV wise still into uh, Goldberg's love the uh, the Roseanne um, the fact that that's back, I've been watching that. I'm, How is that? It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they've been bringing back uh, a lot of the uh, the older characters, which is which is pretty funny. Um, How do they do two Beckys? She's actually she was in the first, I think, three episodes or four episodes. Who's she? Uh, oh, Becky. Yes, they brought OG Becky. Huh? OG Becky. Well, no, OG Becky is still in. The second Becky came back. 
Sarah Funny Jones. enough, because That's she... The scrubs Becky. Scrubs yes, Becky. the pretty Becky, we'll call yeah, her exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. She is. Yeah. Let's be honest. Sarah Chalk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, weird last name. Anyway, um, so she came in because she wanted to adopt a kid because she couldn't have a kid. So OG Becky was going to have a kid, blah, blah, blah. Give she it already to sounds good yeah Can't yeah get knocked up yeah. i like it so og becky found out that she could she was too old and couldn't have kids or whatever so then hot becky left and that was the end of hot becky but wow. the sh- show's still good i still enjoy the show <laughs> All right. um i started watching this show that i think it's now and it's... wait let's go back to the goldbergs you, yeah you don't find the new episodes kind of like not as good as the old ones uh, a little bit. I mean, I, I I think Adam, the young kid, is kind of in like that that weird phase of his Puberty. life now. Huh? <laughs> he's Puberty. in that, Yeah, he's yeah. in that Fred Savage phase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vo- is his voice all fucked up? Yeah. Man? Well, he, just like his voice and his face. I don't know. He's like a weird. I mean, he's a weird looking kid to start he out with. He started. <laughs> he started talking extra weirder as the shows went on. Yeah. Like he was putting some kind of like affect on. Um, but the show's so brilliant with its yeah. re- the mom is is the shit. Well, well I mean, I used, to, I used to love her in Reno Nine One One. She was great too. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, yeah. But okay, yeah. yeah. To me, like I just I like the older ones. Yeah, I mean, with me, it's just like the 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 t-shirts that he wears and the friggin' poster on it. I mean, the last episode they like it was like a real genius episode. It was awesome. So, um, but there's this show on Prime that I've been watching called Bosch, and I think it's on the fourth season. And it's just like a typical like crime drama, like shit like that. Um, but it's like I got, got like a couple guys from Lost was in it. Um, and funny enough, the villain on season one is uh, Jason Gedrick from Iron Eagle fame. <laughs> so I was, I was into that. Wow. Gedrick's into, still alive. Yeah. I love, yeah. He, he was like a scumbag in this. It was pretty great because I've never seen him as like a you know, scumbag phase. Just in time for Memorial Day. Yeah. R.I.P. That's Chappie. it. That's it. Um, seven seconds, which was on Netflix, I think that yeah. was that was a miniseries. Did you see that, Sam? Oh, no. no, but um, Karen started watching it. Um, and I know Sarah, your wife. Yeah, really very good. It. Yeah, that that was good. Um, and then tomorrow, uh, Toys That Made Us actually premieres tomorrow, right, which cool. I fucking love that. So yeah. I'll be all over the fucking Transformers episode. <laughs> and then uh, and then Glow. I fucking loved Glow. That's coming back soon. So I'll, I'll be. All up in that, and then uh, theater-wise, the last thing that I saw was a Quiet Place. I love that. Don't ruin it. Yeah, I love yeah, that. that. Did uh, you? W- um, you did like it? Yeah, yeah. I gotta watch it, man. Yeah. I just haven't had a chance, and yeah. I need to see it in the theaters. Yeah. Like I need. To, I don't want to see it at Time's home. Time's running out. I, think, I right? know. Yeah. And then uh, what, what was? Oh, did and you have then, a showing uh, of that shit. There you go. <laughs> and then you were never really here. I saw that, and that was uh, that was oh, good. I want to see that. That was good. Joaquin that was dark. Phoenix. That was very. It reminded me a lot of uh, Taxi Driver. Okay. It was just like you weren't sure if it was like a good guy, bad right. guy. The music was great. It was just a dark movie. I loved it. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Nice. You good? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I haven't seen a lot of TV. I've been watching a lot of movies, a lot of documentaries. Um, I was on a kick too. I, I'm I'm into documentaries, even more than comedy specials. I love documentaries about comedy, about the process of comedy, like comedians talking about each other and stuff, and how they come up with jokes. And because it is like a daunting profession to go into, to go, you know, not even like being a band on stage to be up there all by yourself and think that you're thoughts are former good guest. enough to make a room of people former guest laugh. Neil Rubenstein yeah. like, I don't know how he does it it's yeah. it's such a hard, it's like a one man band it's scary you know? man wow. to yeah. have, takes balls to do that shit so I, I love stuff like that Jerry Seinfeld did one I think called Comedian um, 
a few years back at Colin Quinn, all, all those comedians, comedians for lack of a better term. But uh, I, I ended up seeing like three in a row, uh, Misery Loves Comedy, a Dying Laughing, and the best one was Can We Take a Joke, which is kind of like um, focusing on, on the art of comedy in this ultra PC social justice warrior yeah. era we're in where they don't know what lines they to cross or if they should or they get in tremendous backlash. It's kind of hurting the, Vice, the business. Vice did a, a piece on it yesterday. Um, they talked to like Judy Gold and a few other people where um, certain comedians don't even want to go to colleges right? because they're like, you know, they, they go and they're doing their, their fucking routine and like these kids are like fucking angry. Yeah. They're just, just jokes, like, man. Yeah. You know, and jokes help. More than they hurt, yeah. you know what I mean? They have people laughing together. But uh, Bill Maher always does a good job tackling this shit, like, week after week on his show. Yeah. He always, like, on his end statements and stuff, he gets it, but... uh, Yeah, and I get the hate that he gets because he's such a douche. Yeah. But I love him. <laughs> he's on point. He's just got, like, a delivery he, that's just, He has like, a delivery yeah, that's, Smartest like, guy in the room. Yes. I get it. But he's, he's on point and he's funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, those are all worth a watch. But, yeah, uh, especially Can We Take a Joke uh, real good. Um, what else? Uh, as far as music, a lot of good music came out this year. Uh, Czarface meets, uh, what was it? Metaface? Yeah. Megaface, uh, The MF Doom. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite hip hop albums of the year, uh, along with Apathy, is the one he put out this year. Um, At The Gates just put out mm. a new album last week that's phenomenal. Really? The, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't. Do you like them? Uh, do, I like them. I yeah. just didn't know they put out a new record. I'll listen to it. A lot of people, I don't think, didn't know. Like, I didn't even know they were coming out with anything. And I read all those fucking bullshit metal. That's Same. my whole page yeah. is like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, metal sucks. Metal yeah. injection, metal this, metal that. But uh, I listened to it. It's great. That and uh, and I like the Burn the Priest uh, that came out. Like covers. It? It's mo- uh, yeah, it's mostly covers. I think maybe uh, there, there's- No, it's all covers. Yeah. It's all covers. Um, the SOD cover is fucking awesome. Yeah, the only yeah. cover I didn't really Kill like and it's because I, I'm a huge Quicksand fan, mm-hmm. but Don Alone was just a, a little brutal to listen to, mm-hmm. but I like the fact that they picked that because I, I love Quicksand and I love that song, but I, I just don't think it's in Randy's wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I You know what, like a lot musically, more than the vocal, the musically, uh, some of the songs, especially like the S.O.D.'s track, the drummer just fucking... He killed uh, Adler, Adler yeah. rips that shit. Like he made it. It's not just like a regular cover. He was putting little fucking little fills in there that were fucking intense. Mm-hmm. And, and what uh, I like about that too, actually, is like you figure um, they started off as Burn the Priest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had to change their name, so they become Lamb of God. They put out record after record. They're doing their thing, and I don't know. I, to me, I, I just thought it was a smart move or, or like something unique to make people talk that they go back. To do a, instead of doing a, an album of covers as Lamb of God, they're like, oh, we'll go back to Burn the Priest and we'll put this out. I yeah. just, I just like that. Yep. So that was cool. I, I, it was a good album. You know, like I said, covers, but yeah, it's worth a listen. Um, other than that, uh, I read a couple of books. I read uh, um, Two Imaginary Boys. The Lol Tolhurst from The Cure wrote a book. Uh, who was a founding member of The Cure? He was in it up to. Uh, I want to say just before Disintegration, I think he did all the albums up to Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, he was on. Um, and uh, it was great because I, it, it's, you know, I've read a million metal bios, but I didn't never knew a lot about Robert Smith, you know, kind of a quiet guy yeah. or whatever. Kind of a badass, too. The guy likes to fight, throw <laughs> down, 
yeah. big, big uh, soccer football fan. Like all this shit. I'm like, really? But he threw the hands. He threw the bones fucking back in the day. That's it, man. You know, which is just, you see him in a different light. But a lot of the backstory about that band that I had no idea because they're very, they're not, they don't put their shit on front street really, you know, no. at all. So uh, very good book. And uh, I'm reading another book, which I'll post on the website about the history of hip hop. Um, the name's escaping me right now, but um, basically, you know, all the stuff, the early stuff in the Bronx, Cool Herc, uh, all the early gangs, uh, Ghetto Brothers, Black Spades, all that shit, that whole era in New York, all the graffiti, all that stuff. It is nice to, to get to a certain age where a lot of things are answered. Yeah. You know, you look back now, everything eventually is going to get a documentary about it. Yes. And you live long enough, you know, it's like 2018 and it's like you see... All, all these documentaries and you're like oh shit finally something on this yes you know I can't keep up actually like no. there's so much that's why yeah. I love reading too because it's just a lot of stuff I grew up listening to and finally learning a lot of backstory and yeah. things I never would know otherwise you no. know that you can't even explore in a documentary because you have an hour and 20 minutes versus a 500 page or 400 page book to express I can't read man you can do it man I just can't I don't have the you can't like like the Selden school system failed, <laughs> or, or like you can't, like you just don't want to. I just can't concentrate <laughs> on a book. You can do it. I don't know. You should get high. Yeah, <laughs> that'll help. <laughs> so, go see Weezer. You know? There you go. <laughs> we'll <see> Weezer's <laughs> probably got a. I bet you somebody wrote a book right by now. Yeah. You interested in the yeah. history of Weezer? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, good stuff. Good books. That's about it. Okay. What so do you got? I got uh let me see. Uh okay. Let well I didn't mention too, and I don't know if you were gonna uh you hit me to the oh, evil yeah. genius. Yeah, I'll do that now. So yeah. let's do um I'll do T V shows. Um so for Netflix, for me, let's let's go there. Evil Genius is like a four part docu series. And I remember the story. The story was the mm. pizza box. No, the pizza. Do you see it, bro? No, I, I know good. what it is. I haven't watched it yet, uh, though. Fucking I think yeah. I saw like the original story on um, America's Most Wanted. And, you know, this dude robs a bank. He has a bomb around his neck like fucking Rutger Hauer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> is that deadlock? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you know, and he's all casual. He's walking in, hands the fucking person a note. Saying, you know, I forget what the note said, but um, then the, the cops are called as he's like driving away, and then the 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 news footage in the beginning is just him sitting like Indian style, telling the cops um, that he has a bomb around his neck and that's going to go off. It, it, like I, th- you know, I I didn't think they were going to show the explosion, but they did. They did. Oof. Yeah. They, that was intense. Yeah, they yeah. they totally because you're waiting. You're like, oh, you know, uh, just the, you're listening to this man talk for one second, and, and I think just, once it started beeping, I think he started getting nervous, faster right? Faster, yeah. yeah. So I think you know, and then from there, this was 2003. The four parts um, just tell the story, which I remember the beginning story. I didn't follow it to the end because mm-hmm. the story extends over to like 2010, maybe 2013. It's it. I mean, I love true crime stuff. I yeah. can't get enough of it. Serial killers, all that kind of stuff. And this Nef- has Netflix everything. is chock full of that shit. It's like 50% of their programming Yo, is serial I- killers. But uh, th- this story is like an onion that <laughs> it's peels a fucking, back. It's four episodes and it's a fucking onion where truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. When you start p- 
every revelation, back. you're like, what? Yeah. How? And the the people who made the movie were the Duplass brothers who did yeah. Creep one and two and that HBO show Room whatever one hundred four. Yeah, very good. Highly recommend. Very fucking good. If if you're listening to this, you know, with your pants around your ankles or whatever you do while we do this show, (laughs) watching that hand job ghost porn. (laughs) (laughs) Watch that. Um, Another show that I can't get enough of is um, the Last OG. So this is Tracy Morgan's return after fucking Thirty Rock. Uh, it's created by Jordan Peele, mm, yes, who's just hitting home run after home run, and the concept is in the beginning, this dude Trey sells crack. He's living in Brooklyn, you know, whatever, circa two thousand. Um, selling crack on the block, gets busted, comes, you know, comes home after fifteen years, and Brooklyn is just not what it used to be. <laughs> you know, if you know Brooklyn now, like definitely that's the case, and. You would think it's a one-trick pony, but there's so many like fish out of water kind of. Yeah, there's yeah. so many avenues that, that that they go through, and the, and the writing is super smart. Like I'm watching this, laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. Like I'm laughing out loud at certain parts because the characters are so great. Um, Cedric the Entertainer is just like every character is like none of them are annoying. They're all fucking fantastic, and it just shows a guy. Going back home, trying to do something different, make a change in a neighborhood that isn't what he remembers. Fifteen years is completely big difference. In big that difference, Burrow, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that I want to mention from Netflix was um, the end of the fucking world. I haven't seen that yet. Very good. Super. No. Super. Just. It, um, so it's this girl, you know, young girl, young boy. He's like a, he wants to be a serial killer. They meet each other, and I guess she kind of likes him, and he's like trying to. Uh, he follows her on whatever adventure she wants to go on, which is usually crazy and like has like bad intentions because um, he's trying to kill her. He's like he want like he's like a budding serial killer, and he's never felt anything for another girl. And somewhere along the way. You know, there's a lot of nods. Like, if you see them, the way they're dressed on the cover, they're dressed like um, True Romance, fucking... Okay. Um, what? Uh, Christian Slater and uh, Patricia Arquette. Yeah. What are their names in that? Uh, Alabama and Clarence. Yes. So. Yes. That's great. And I'm going to mention Black Mirror Season 4 premiered in the beginning of the year. Six episodes. Um, people that don't watch the show, I don't understand what the fuck you're waiting That's for. Me. Yeah, <laughs> it's not because I don't want to. I just, uh, I, I, I'm gonna binge watch it. It's gonna happen. The dice will, you know, the domino will drop. The yeah. fall, I'll just watch them all in a row. But I just I haven't done it yet. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. This season, you know, I've same. heard nothing but good things about from people that I totally trust. I'm sure I'm gonna love it. Just yeah, haven't seen it. This season was great. Uh, my favorite episode was the Hang the DJ episode, which is a nod to the Smiths, mm. the song Panic. You know, if that shit, if that doesn't make you want to want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm there. It's it's very good. It's just all about like the dark side of technology, and it's an anthology series. So if you don't like one episode, you go on to the next. Right. Can't beat that. Um, so now I'm going to go to some albums I want to shout out. Like you mentioned, the Czar uh, uh, Face, mm-hmm. love that one. Uh, to keep it hip hop, I'm going to go with Prime. 
number two. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Really good. It's it's Royce the Five Nine, DJ Premier, and um, what I like about this record is DJ Premier handles the production, but f- the the theme is that they uh, sample specifically an artist. So the first record they sample this dude, Adrian Young. So what that means is like you know DJ Premier is not going through his records looking for samples. He's going through somebody's body of work specifically to make this record. Um, I forgot who the second person that that they use, but it's it's just great. It's it's fucking hip hop, you know the way that you probably remember it. Unless speaking of Royce the Five Nine, what did you think of that? His new record. It's great. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. I liked it. The Eminem versus fucking ridiculous. Yeah, on that caterpillar or whatever. Yeah. Oh god. So, but it Prime is is more my thing. Definitely. So. Oh yeah. Um, another hip hop record I love is the Evidence record. Whether or not. It's a guy from a group called the Dilated Peoples. This is another solo record that he put out. I haven't it's, heard that. It's it's fucking fantastic. At first, it's kind of weird because he he has such an interesting flow because it's just slow and it's nothing too heady, but the actual production is just great. Like you put it through, and there's not a bad song. It's it's the best thing that he's ever done in a career. That's probably like twenty years. Wow. So, very good stuff. Uh, But we want to talk some metal. The last Judas Priest record. Oh, yes. Firepower. Badass. Is fucking awesome. My favorite Priest record since Painkiller. Yeah. You know, it's like... It sounds like Painkiller. It sounds like Painkiller. It's got a pair. It's got a fucking pair, man. (laughs) It's just fuck. It's so good. Yeah. And... 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 and, uh, It only took him getting rid of the rest of the band. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, oh, well, the one guy got sick. Did yeah. you read the stories about KK? Yeah, man? selling the rights. Oh, my God. That's so yeah. sad. And now he's touring with, uh, I want to say, Tim Ripper Owens. Oh, and boy. And somebody else, like a group of, like, knock-around yeah. metal guys playing. It's kind of, that's sad. Maybe cupcakes like, oh, with him, man. man. I was going to hit the teardrop <laughs> uh, teardrop react on that fucking blabbermouth story right there. But anyway. Cupcake. <laughs> a cupcake um, on the drums. Cupcake carry. Another record <laughs> that I love is uh, Perfect Circle. Came out with Eat the Elephant. Um, I love A Perfect Circle more than Tool. No. At this point. No. I, I do. <laughs> Bi- Billy don't. writes really great songs. I love it. Um, Super Chunk, one of my favorite alt rock bands of all time. I just saw them at Bowery Ballroom. Great band. Their new record, like we're talking about, like 1989. Like these guys have been making records for so long, mm-hmm. and they're still killing it. And lastly, uh, a newer group, newer, not a new group, but newer, called Red City Radio. They put out a record called Sky Tigers, and it's just this punk band, but it's very like roots rock. Lots of cool guitar harmonies, and it's just so sing along, like immediately catchy. You're, you know, I'm gonna make a a playlist of all these things. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, I'm going to do a Spotify playlist, and everything that we have, I'm going to compile, and it'll be like a nice, whatever, twenty song playlist. So, and lastly, I'll, I'll just talk about the movies that I really, really dug. Um. Okay, a movie that I keep talking about when we first met. You watch it? Mm-mm. No. All right. So it's it's Adam from uh, Workaholics. It's on Netflix, and it just. Um. I don't know. I read it, and you know, Karen started watching it, and it didn't really hit me. 
and halfway through the movie I'm like oh this is really cool so it's like time travel but it, the movie starts off and you you kind of think it's so hard I don't want to give anything away but there's time travel and it's like this romantic comedy but it's smart it's not stupid it's really fucking smart and by the end of the movie you're like that was fucking really smart and fucking very good. It's streaming on Netflix. It's it's Adam from Workaholics and the amazingly attractive Alexandra Diodario. Or Diodario? From, um, yeah, she's been in a bunch of shit. So very super smart movie. Probably my favorite thing that I've seen this year. It's on uh, Netflix? Uh, yeah, theater. it's on Netflix streaming. Um, the movie Unsane, which was Steven Soderbergh's new movie that he shot on an iPhone. Mm. He shot entirely on an iPhone. I saw it in the theaters and this girl, she, you know, gets admitted into this, uh, psychiatric fucking place. And you know, the whole movie you're thinking, is she crazy or is someone really trying to kill her? That's basically like the movie and it's fucking fantastic. Um, that I can't give too much away, so I'm not going to spoil any of these. Obviously, we had uh, Damien Maffei from The Strangers, The Second Strangers, visually, uh, soundtrack-wise, everything about it, I really enjoyed more than the original. The original was suspenseful. I just don't feel like it delivered on many things. The ending was cool, but uh, Strangers Pray at Night, a lot of fun, super violent, great scenes and the guy who did 47 below and and a few other movies you know he directed those did this movie terrifier obviously damien leone if you want to watch a slasher movie that's unapologetic brutal like no questions asked Mm -hmm. terrifier art the clown is terrifying like really legit a scary like he's a scary fucking guy yeah and lastly, a movie that I just saw, I rented on Amazon for like five bucks, Revenge. Mm. Okay, so Revenge is kind of like I Spit on Your Grave, but shot like beautifully. It's half French, half English, uh, female director, first time. Um, it's shot like a music video. And the violence, the effects, the f- it's so frantic, like I... It is so goddamn fucking good. Mm. It's so good. Like, the fucking gore, you know, it's just a female, like, just the ultimate final girl, basically. I'm on it. Um, Could not recommend it more. So those those are my picks of of the best of 2018 so far. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Anything else? Put up, people. Yeah. Get to work. Yeah. So we we uh you know waste our lives doing this so you could you know skip and uh you know skip to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So figure Siskel and Ebert are dead. You know who else is there really? <laughs> so you know some fat guy on YouTube telling you to watch something? Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Completely. Right. So. Um okay, that's it. So I'm going to make a a playlist of this music and we're all caught up caught up. We wanted to just get this like quick let's say 90 minute episode out to touch base, you know, after like Nate, Van- sabbatical. after Nate Vanderwerker yeah. fucking called us out on being too lazy to record <laughs> an episode. It's like, ah, right, you know what? Yeah. We're going to put it's this nice that out. someone it's pays n- attention. <laughs> it's you know nice that? that one person noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, look out for that double feature. 
look out for that double feature of Terrifier and Strangers. Um, oh, shit. Also, let me just read this thing. So this dude, Ian Coffin, sweetheart, you know, he's in the Facebook group. He listens to the podcast. Um, he sent me something because he started doing some kind of, like, clothing company. So what's it called? He gave us, like, a 10% off code. I'll post that. But it's Rustwood Apparel. Rustwood W-O-O-D apparel. I don't know how to spell apparel, but you can figure it out. Super cool guy, sweetheart. He's, he's you know, putting together some, like, clothing, and uh, he's from Connecticut, and uh, he's cool, man. So so check out his stuff. Check out Inked Up Merch as usual. Our boy Dan Turr always has some cool stuff. Check out Nautilus Co- Coffee. Our buddy Hugo makes that. Nautilus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. We're good? Yeah, we're good. All right, later. All right.